This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabas Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I've got one of my favorite Bravo TV personalities, Tabitha Coffee. It's such a freaking honor to be here with you right now. Oh, thanks for having me. I love that. Um, I've been watching you since Sheer Genius. Then you had Tabitha's Takeover. So you're back on Bravo now with a new show that talks about you coming into people's homes and people's businesses that are family-owned businesses and basically helping to revamp it and help them make money. Yeah, it's amazing. I, you know, what I'm still doing what I love and what I'm good at and mm-hmm. what everyone out there loves as well, which is going into people's businesses. Uh, the difference now is that they're family businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, family businesses are such a strong part of the American economy. Yeah. And there are so many out there, and it has a whole level of drama mm-hmm. added to it because it's family. Yeah. So it's been really amazing to go into not just businesses that need some help mm-hmm. and revamping, dealing with the family dynamics that go along with it. Yeah, and, and what it is is the drama behind a family business. Not only do you have to work together to make this business succeed, then there's the interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating because so many small businesses are family-owned businesses. What do you find um, is sort of the biggest challenge that family-owned businesses have to remain successful? Uh, first and foremost, it's communication. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're not communicating properly and having rules in place, Um, Having a leader Mm -hmm. and that person that is actually accountable and answerable and the person that calls the shots and takes care of everything, things start to crumble. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is because it's family, it's sometimes taken for granted. Yes. And people don't have those structures in place to not just have someone at the top and a boss there to Mm -hmm. go to to make sure there's direction, Mm -hmm. but also to play into other people's strengths. Right. Um, And they don't think about diversification enough. Sometimes family businesses tend to be very insular and don't think about ways to include more things into their business, grow in a different way. Mm -hmm. They tend to not have any kind of succession plan in place. Mm -hmm. And then you have all the just emotional stuff, which is the family stuff. Right. And a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of emotions and a lot of passions about what they think should be. There's, done. there's a lot of denial. Oh. You know, there, there's a lot of denial where people are coming in as grown-ups and adults, mm-hmm. but still are carrying all of these childhood things with them and mm-hmm. they're bringing them into the business. Yeah. And they haven't dealt with all of that drama. So now they're dealing with it in the workplace. So instead of, you know, 
dad tells me to do this because mm-hmm. I work for him mm-hmm. and I'm working in the business, mm-hmm. I turn around it's like, well, you've never liked me anyway, dad, and you've never appreciated so what everything I do. comes it out. It just becomes very personal. Yeah. And it's interesting what you just said about the, um, the dynamics. Like, if I were working with a, an employer that I'm not related to and that employer says to me, you know what, we need task A and B completed by the end of the day, I would... Mm-hmm do whatever it takes if I wanted to keep my job to make sure those are completed. If my sister or my family, it would be like, yeah, and you know, we're all guilty of that. And that's another reason why things can go. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's one of the biggest problems. And that's where the communication comes in. It's not just communication of who is the boss. Mm-hmm. It's the communication of kind of separating the family BS mm-hmm. and all the junk that we carry with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and not following through because you know what it's only my sister yeah. she won't care she'll she'll do it for me because it's my sister or my dad never liked me mm-hmm. never thought I did anything good enough it's all of that stuff we carry mm-hmm. um, and that really impacts the business in so many different ways mm-hmm. and also any other staff that you have working in there mm-hmm. and I think the the thing that's been really fascinating is the businesses I've gone into their families in many different ways you know their husband and wife mm-hmm. their stepchildren um yep. in a business there's the second the stepmother wife. yeah right. the second so mother yeah all of these different dynamics that come in and that brings up the resentment and the emotions and all of the things that are happening that are playing out now in a business and you've always been known as having a reputation of a straight shooter no bullshit. If if you don't like the way something's happening, Tabitha will tell you. And I think having that reputation probably helped a lot. Or no, am I wrong? Is it, it like they just it, didn't care? You know what? Sometimes it helps and sometimes it hinders mm. because I think people have such an assumption of who I am. Yeah. And that part of me is true because mm-hmm. they've seen me for so long. So mm-hmm. they know what I'm like. Mm hmm that they have it in their head how I'm going to behave and mm-hmm. that's not always yeah. how I'm going to behave. I understand. Sometimes they're so incredibly scared and freaked out that I'm there that they can't it function. Nelly becomes yeah, a, yeah. like a paralysis for yeah. them. <laughs> so it depends. Sometimes it is really helpful because they know I'm not going to put up with any BS and then sometimes it, it actually makes them worse because they, because they just freak out. They freak out. So w- I saw a little bit of the first episode, the preview of it, and it's interesting because a lot of the dynamics are like, you hit the ground running with this show. You have, um, and I want you to chi- chime in if I get any of this wrong, okay. but from what it looked like, it was a pizza company that was a very successful pizza company led by the patriarch, mm-hmm. and he has a second wife mm-hmm. that is not the mother of the, the children, and he has some siblings that look like a couple sisters, maybe a son, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was tension between the wife and the siblings. You totally have it Okay, down. yeah. It, it's a... It's a fascinating story, and it really is one of many. Mm-hmm. Um, he is so lovable. Mm-hmm. Joe just is a lovable guy, has a great business, has grown his family business. Mm-hmm. Is a true rags-to-riches story. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. 
and and he's very likable. He's he's more than likable. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. He's just more than likable. You have a really hard time not falling in love with him and thinking he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And when you get to know him and and start to hear his story about what he's been through, he lost his wife. He brought his kids up by himself. Um, he really devoted to them, and that's mm-hmm. why this business was so important. The mm-hmm. whole thing is just this amazing story. It's a beautiful story of a beautiful family business yeah, that's rags to riches. You know, he's done really well, and he's kind of included his children in the business. And, yeah, it was his time. So mm-hmm. he got married to this fabulous, diva-esque, ex-model, wonderful woman, and there's a lot of jealousy involved because, yeah. of course, now she's part of the family. Yeah and started to put her two cents worth Mm -hmm. in how he could change the business and what he should do Mm -hmm. because he was looking at an exit plan. Mm-hmm. What do I do with this? He wanted an end goal, which of is course. does he want to be doing this the rest of his life? Or as many businesses, we should be thinking about, like, do we want to be bought out? Like, mm-hmm. you have to think about these things. If you're in a position to start a business, what's the end goal? Is the end goal just to kind of run it for the rest of your life? It's exhausting. You know? It is exhausting. And when, when it is a business that is a family business, mm-hmm. that is one of the number one things that actually is something that family businesses don't think about is a succession plan. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Is it passing it on to the next generation? Is it selling it and making a, prop, a profit? Is it dissolving it? Mm-hmm. How do we do this in the right way so it's financially feasible mm-hmm. um, and it keeps the business going mm-hmm. and how and have that conversation? And it's a really hard conversation to have. It is because it deals with mortality it also. Does. And, and in families, that's more personal. Yeah, and it's super uncomfortable mm-hmm. and everyone has a hard time with it. But It's something that has to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating to watch this because you start to realize how important it is in all levels. Mm -hmm. It's something, unfortunately, as a family, we all have to experience at some point. Um, As a business owner, we should be thinking about it Mm -hmm. and just see um, how his children butt heads with everyone. Yeah. It was such a fascinating uh, intro because I think it's highly relatable. You've got the patriarch with his new, beautiful, mm-hmm. glamorous wife. And then the children who it appears have a problem accepting her and taking her input seriously. And I think that's a common story. I actually know a family like this and it's very common. Yeah. And, you know, I think that across, over the years, you've had this reputation with business because of your shows that you've been on. So you kind of, as an advisor, have that credibility now to be able to help them. Do you feel um, that this show, if you're if you're watching it just for pure um, entertainment, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But if you're a business and you're watching the show, do you think that there's something that a small business owner can learn from watching? I really think there's something that we can all learn, whether you're yeah. a small business owner or not, because mm-hmm. we all have a family. Yeah. So oh. if you're a small business owner, yes, you will be able to watch this and think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I should try that. That's an interesting way of looking at things. You'll learn something mm-hmm. from it as an, a business owner mm-hmm. or a budding entrepreneur for sure. Mm-hmm. But we all have a family. Yeah. We all know what that rivalry is like and, you know, we butt heads with our family. Mm-hmm. We love them sometimes. We hate them sometimes. Mm-hmm. We know that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think just watching it and looking at it from that point of view and seeing the family dynamics come into play mm-hmm. um, will be really interesting for people and maybe we'll learn about some of the ways we interact with our own families. Yeah, I, I do like that because it is very much a family dynamics. Um, so 
you know, you were you start off in the hair industry, and the reason. I bring this up is because sheer genius, and then you had your salon takeover, and you know you've you've morphed from you've had two careers almost the, the hair is then this adv- adv- advising business entrepreneur side of you. Would you agree with that? that yeah, kind for of, sure. What have you kind of learned along the way that seems to be the biggest mistake people make when they want to start business, their own business? I think when people are first starting off, one of the biggest mistakes is not planning. Mm -hmm. You need, for anything, you need a really strong foundation Mm -hmm. to be able to build up from that foundation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not a strong financial foundation, it's not a strong planning foundation. There's a lot of desire and passion there, Mm -hmm. but there's not that game plan of how am I going to build this? What Mm -hmm. is this going to look like? Mm -hmm. How am I going to market myself? How am I going to get staff? It's all the things that we need Mm -hmm. as a business owner. Mm -hmm. The other thing that people struggle with in business is being mean being mean yeah so it becomes that thing where especially for women yeah women struggle more Mm -hmm. i would say than than men do yeah is saying what they need Mm -hmm. and saying what they want and holding people accountable holding people accountable and feeling bad about it yeah instead of feeling realizing that this is a business and i'm the boss and that's what you should be feeling like and maybe what you just said about being mean Mm -hmm. maybe it's that they feel it's mean whereas it really is about accomplishing and being assertive and getting the job done i think women have just in general have a really hard time they don't realize that honest Mm -hmm. and being honest and Mm -hmm. saying here's what i need here's what you need to do here's what i need from you here is what my expectation is Mm -hmm. Um, here's what I'm asking you to do as your boss, doing those kind of things. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to um, differentiate it from being looked at as mean or mm-hmm. bitchy. Yeah. And it isn't. It's just being honest and being a good leader and being forthright and being all of those things. So mm-hmm. it's something that women definitely struggle with mm-hmm. and they tend to question themselves or let things slide mm-hmm. much more than they should mm-hmm. because they don't want to take care of it straight away for being judged in the wrong in the wrong way. Your your show that you had Tabitha take over. I remember um, there was a lot. I feel like there was a lot of that going on. Like you'd have business owners that would own a salon, and then there was um, a, a, a boss. I, I remember this kind of theme happened where it was difficult for the person who was ahead of that business to implement and delegate and follow through with it with their staff. And a lot of times the staff laziness, is that a bad word, lazy? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad word because I hate lazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't But it's nothing do else to describe it. They, but, they, the yeah. laziness and the apathy of mm-hmm. the staff was um, apparent because the leadership was lacking. Mm-hmm. And that I find that that happens a lot too, especially when you're running um, a business with multiple staff. It does. And you need, you know, to be a leader, you need to have a game plan. Mm -hmm. You need to let people know what is expected from them. Mm -hmm. And you need to motivate them in the right way. And Mm -hmm. you need to um, have empathy Mm -hmm. so that you can understand how they're feeling Mm -hmm. and and give them the tools that they need to Mm -hmm. do their job properly Mm -hmm. and hold them accountable when they're not. Yeah. Um, Because... You know, they're not going to thrive and prosper either. Mm -hmm. Your business isn't going to thrive and prosper Mm -hmm. if you don't hold your staff accountable and make sure things are done properly. But also the individual is not going to thrive and prosper. And so personally, I I had a, you know, when I had a practice and I um, had to hire office managers, 
it was the bane of my existence <laughs> because in the beginning everybody wanted to be my friend and I'm like I don't need a friend like my office manager would come in and say oh my boyfriend last night I'm like da, da, da. I don't care I don't want to hear it so I almost had to be extra mean but not mean malicious mean but like tough because I didn't want to know about their social life I didn't want to spend time in the morning talking about what they did last evening because I really wanted to get the job done and it was harder for me to, to experience like almost at work I was like this tough you know icy whatever but that's not really what I wanted to be but I felt like I had to resort to that for people to get the job done especially when I'm working with other women is that something you find happens? You just proved my whole point yeah you just did the whole point that I just made because yeah. you called yourself mean yeah when it's not being mean it's not. just being assertive yeah and it's understanding there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. And it isn't about being friends. No. Um, it's about being a boss mm -hmm. and a leader. Mm -hmm. And it's about, you know, as a leader, I feel like part of my job is expecting more from you than you expect from yourself. Yeah. Because I can, I know how to channel that and get it out of you in the right way and push you towards the things that you wouldn't necessarily do by yourself. Yeah. And... That's not mean. No, it's not. But I found myself having to be like just extra icy. And I, I wasn't mean like, oh, like mean connotates disrespectful. I was always very respectful and very to the point. But I remember there would be moments where I'm like, I am not having drinks with you after work. I am not, you know, it just it was the beginning of, of the boss relationship. So I remember feeling that way and thinking, man, I'm just, I'm actually a very nice, easygoing person, but at work I had, so that was stressful for me at, at, at first. And, um, I also found that when you're relating to sometimes the people that you're trying to advise, don't take it very well. They take it as insulting. What advice would you give? Um, I found that if I had something that bothered me about a way a, a person was performing, I would sit down and have a conversation with them. But oftentimes it was received very personally, like I was personally attacking them. What would you say to something? How would you advise? Well, I think people receive how they want to receive. They they have a right to receive it however way they want to. Gotcha. Um, but I also think it's explaining to people in the right context of why this needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And... Again, part of it is having empathy and understanding how they feel. Mm -hmm. If someone, if you reversed it, how would you feel if you were in their shoes? Mm -hmm. But what is the outcome? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and What's I've the had end some goal? pretty difficult conversations with staff about yeah. things. Mm -hmm. And it's always of, here's what happened. Here's how clients view you or here's how it affects your bottom line or your productivity or whatever it is and I think when you explain the big picture of why something needs to change and what it how it's translating to others mm -hmm. um, it takes some of the personal out right now just imagine combining all of this with working with your family it's a lot <laughs> it's, it's a lot it's a lot what are some sneak peeks or tidbits or or things in this season's show that particularly struck out at you that you can possibly tell us a little bit without giving up too much you know I think um as I was just talking about Joe from the yeah. first episode and and the dynamics of him I mean you will see 
stepchildren together mm-hmm. and that dynamic, which is something really common, mm-hmm. right? We all we all know people or mm-hmm. we're from a step family mm-hmm. where there's one parent, but then, you know, another children come into the mix from another marriage. That's a really interesting dynamic. Um, unfortunately, someone passed away really suddenly mm-hmm. and it left, that was the rock mm-hmm. and the creative genius of, of the family and kind of left everyone floundering with no way to go and no and kind of And that happens a lot. That happens a lot that as well. That happens a lot. Um, marry a married couple that it's really just driven such a wedge. Into their marriage. Into their marriage um, that is just hard to watch at times. Mm-hmm. So I again I just think it's so relatable there mm-hmm. are there are so many a, a gay you know that hasn't come out mm. he's not come out to his family yet wow at, but they're working together so oh. the whole life you know the whole like personal life is private it's there's a lot of real life things there yeah. and that's what I love about it yeah and what is fascinating and what I hope everyone else will love about it is you can look and go, oh, that's so my family or mm-hmm. I can so relate to that or that's so my friend, you know, yeah. I, and I can totally relate to that. And I love that. Um, I love that what's happening here is you're creating a show that has the ability to really em- enrich people. And, and what they're watching, like watching these family relationships and watching people navigate through it can actually re- enrich your experience as a viewer because you can relate to it or you know somebody that's going through that. Yeah, I hope so. I, you know, the thing um, I've always been really proud of and the thing that I love and Bravo have always allowed me to do is to be me. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it works for me is because I really do care about helping people and mm-hmm. I really care about the businesses and mm-hmm. I love the challenge of coaching people through not just in business mm-hmm. but in interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. and I know how important family is. Mm-hmm. So it's um, the challenge yeah. and it's the hard work mm-hmm. but it's also the big payoff for me. Yeah. And I think it does allow you to make something that really does it's entertaining for sure. Yeah. Right. We all love to look at someone else's life and go, Oh my God, oh my they're gosh. a hot mess. I'm glad I'm so good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm perfect. We all love that. Yeah. Um, but during that process you're still watching something going, Wow, I can yeah. really I relate to that or I can implement that in my business or maybe I should speak to my sister a little nicer than I do. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. This is your third show with Bravo. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Um they were all fabulous, you know, every single one. And they're fabulous because I think you as a, as a personality and, and them allowing them to be you really resonates. Uh, what's it like? You know, I, I don't often meet, 
I don't think I know anyone who's had three shows on Bravo. What's that like? And what's the most exciting part of this for you? Honestly, just doing what I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know it's weird. The cameras are secondary to me. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the interaction and kind of in the trenches with the families and from my previous shows, mm-hmm. um, I'm still in contact with a lot of those business owners. I see them at hair shows or book signings or events or they have my email or telephone number. They reach out to me or I or I kind of stalk them a little bit and follow them <laughs> on social media and yeah. see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I see their successes and I know that they're doing well and um, I'm always so proud to see them and so grateful that they've let me into their lives. Mm-hmm. And that is a really big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that success is the success that I love. Yes, it's lovely to be on TV and yeah. Bravo's a great home for me. Absolutely, and yeah. It's a good place for, for me to have a show of the caliber that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really kind of getting in there and working with these businesses and being able to help yeah Yeah. over the last since i would say since sheer genius till now okay all these years that you've been in the eye you've noticed i'm sure how how much social media has changed the dynamic of businesses um and now you're uh, not having a social media channel is yeah, is suicide for mm-hmm. for a business. Um, what uh, what have you noticed about the way social media has impacted businesses, especially you know when you're in beauty like you know you are and I am, but any business. What have you noticed about social media impacting a business? Which it can change everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that it can drive business to you now. It's the thing that people actually use. Mm-hmm. So once we would talk to our friends for referrals or, you know, we would do what we did, now we'll actually use social media before Mm -hmm. we sometimes ask our friends. Um, Statistically, it's been proven that people will actually buy a product or frequent a business because of social media. Yeah. so it's an amazing tool. The fact that it is free, and hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that it is free and that you can do it really easily, you don't need anything fancy Mm-mm. to be able to actually curate a good you know, social media site mm-hmm. is fantastic. And it's just always amazing to me that businesses don't pick up on that. It's and amazing. I, I do a lot of classes, you know, and I work especially within the beauty industry, but I do a lot of speaking events and classes. And one of my classes is on social media yeah. and just how incredibly important it is for businesses. And there's often the excuse of, oh, it's too hard and I don't have this and I don't have People that. People make excuses about it. They make yeah, it more and, complicated and than it should be. You need that. Mm-hmm. It, is just so easy you know you yeah. can link everything together mm-hmm. and you can reach such a vast audience that we never had that opportunity to before yeah. as business owners yeah i mean i'm looking at some of these beauty brands mm-hmm. hair makeup I really feel in the past three years it's exploded in the industry that we're specifically referring to in any business but now a company that has just started can start aggressively putting things on Instagrams like swatches of their makeup or or hair that they're doing anything you can imagine and they start accruing followers because they're interesting they're engaging and all of a sudden it turns into this big business I mean all of a sudden meaning over time people make excuses about why social media is hard but they also make mistakes what blunders do you think are some of the blunders you've seen with people's social media because you probably have seen a lot of blunders 
you know, when you're a business or you're a brand or anything like that, you have to remember that you're a business or you're a brand, mm-hmm. and I you have to separate the personal out of it. Uh, so that's something that a lot of businesses have a hard time with. Yeah. Um, and they post totally inappropriate things for yeah. a business. Yeah. So if you want to post, you know, the selfies and maybe out with the girls having a drink, the mm-hmm. bikini shot, all of those kind of things, that's great on your personal page. Yeah. It doesn't always translate well to your business page mm-hmm. and it doesn't bring people in. No, and it can turn so, people off. You know, you have to really look at that. You mm-hmm. also have to look at what is it I'm trying to tell people because mm-hmm. social media is just a story. It is. Right? So you're telling a story. If it's Instagram, in pictures, you know, sometimes you can add words. If it's Twitter, Facebook, we all know that. But what story am I telling? So you need to have a plan in place. And, you know, what is it I'm selling? Who is it I'm trying to attract? What would appeal to that person in pictures and what can I tell them to make them want to like, mm-hmm. hover, come back come tomorrow back. and see what else I'm posting? And then consistency is key. Yeah. I think you've said it in, in a remarkable way. That's such a gem of advice because oftentimes, especially in some business, some businesses are brick and mortar businesses and some are freelance. Um, a lot of people I know who do freelance will have one page that's both personal and professional and then I'm looking at one point where I'm looking at a woman doing something with her architectural firm and then the next photo is her birthday at her having a you know drink with, with the girls both are great photos but they belong on two separate accounts yeah and and there's a way to infuse both in there mm-hmm. right so we all you know social media works on a rule of thirds and and part of that is personal so mm-hmm. you want you want people to to know who you are mm-hmm. and who your brand is mm-hmm. um, and what's behind the brand or who's the driving force behind it for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's doing it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to do it mm-hmm. that don't offend or turn people off or make it feel like it's too personal because if it's too uptight, mm-hmm. then people aren't going to want into it either. Yeah. But when you throw it all together, it definitely doesn't work and it you don't have that clear, concise brand message that you're trying to push out, which you need to for a business. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's, I think that's something important because a lot of times people will say, well, I don't know how to do social media. And what you just said is so simple and um, clean, clear about what to do. Sometimes um, personal is best left on a personal page mm-hmm. and keep a professional, mm-hmm. professional separate. And also photo quality too, if we're gonna get nitty gritty, just make sure your photo quality is, is well enough so that it, a picture can tell a thousand words. Yeah, but and you know what, that's easy because now we iPhone. all have a smartphone. Yeah. So whatever smartphone we have, typically they have really work. good cameras on there. And the majority of pictures are from smartphones. Right, so yeah. you can, Adjust your light if mm-hmm. you need to and just make, if it's a little dark, make mm-hmm. it a little lighter. You don't need to go and invest a lot of right. you know, money on equipment and things like that. All smartphones now take really good quality really pictures. Do. It's easy to adjust things without going in and totally face tuning it or airbrushing yeah. it or doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. Just adjust it enough so that it's clearer and mm-hmm. more visible or, you know, you highlight what you're trying to show. Mm-hmm. So that's not really an excuse either. Yeah. I think it's... Um, It's doing a little planning. Mm -hmm. You know, it's looking, if you're a business that is selling something and and a service, which Mm -hmm. most of us are Mm -hmm. in some form or another, Mm -hmm. it's looking at a calendar and saying what's coming up. Should I be talking about the holidays coming or Valentine's Day or kids going back to school or summer or, you know, and, and sharing fun 
information Mm -hmm. and social media is also about learning people want to learn so they want to be able to look and have a great recommendation or a hot tip or a hack or whatever it is that pertains to your industry Mm -hmm. that you can help me yeah and people are seeking out information they really are and they especially in industries that are service related um you know i found my eyelash girl on social media because mm-hmm. I looked up the high the hashtag eyelash extensions New York. So there she was, and it, it was really it's really cool. It's it's very different now, and I find people that aren't on social media for that purpose for their business really do um, miss out on a lot. Yeah, they do themselves and their business in yeah. service. I yeah. mean, you're cutting out a vast um, amount of reach that you would have mm-hmm. and potential revenue to bring in as well by not yeah. utilizing it. I agree. Um, one of the things I thought about when I was watching the show is that you're with these families for three weeks at a time, intensive weeks. What's that like for you? <laughs> exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. It, It's a different way of doing it. You know, before I would spend a week and it was um, every day I was there. Mm-hmm. And what I realized in hindsight mm-hmm. is it was amazing and it was necessary. Mm-hmm. But I tended to take over, yeah, and hold hands a lot, yeah, you know, and, and take charge, yeah. And this being three weeks, because there are so many different elements in the business, mm-hmm. and because it is family, it allows people to take responsibility for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you give them direction, but then they have to do the follow through, yeah. And it's that constant check in mm-hmm. of of seeing who's following through, who's not, who's dropped the ball, who's picked it up, mm-hmm. how are they actually working, that will help put them on track. Mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. um, and that was the really interesting part of doing it this way mm-hmm. and it is a long time it is um, three weeks is a long time yeah and it, it's exhausting because you become I become very vested in them yeah and I do that very quickly anyway mm-hmm. um, you really get to see what's happening and you allow people to become them mm-hmm because it's a long time and mm-hmm. I'm not always there, mm-hmm. but I'm always watching. Yeah. And that's very interesting because with Tabitha Takes Over, it was one week of, mm-hmm. of almost like a boot camp. Yeah. And I never can, well, maybe I did, you know, like the viewers watching always wondered, 100% we wondered, what would happen when you weren't there anymore? Because for that one week, you were on top of everyone. And, and sometimes... The people that wanted to change, mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And the people that don't, don't. And, yeah. And you could tell. As a viewer, mm-hmm. you could tell that's a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people would surprise you, but you would see. You, you know, see. change is hard for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, the expectation was to expect people to make a large amount of change in a small amount of time, and mm-hmm. that's difficult. That is difficult. And then kind of throw it back to them and say, follow through. Yeah. So... By extending it out and giving three weeks and not being, I'm still hands-on, but in a different way, Yeah, um, it really does allow people to start to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. And a transition. And a transition and feel comfortable with the changes that yeah. you're asking them to make, yeah. which is good mm-hmm. um, and will hopefully have more of a sticking power as well. Although I had a great success rate, I have to say that. Yeah. And I think that just comes down to the people that really really embraced the process and really saw that I was there in the right vein to really help them and 
did everything possible to kind of set them up on the road to success. And I also feel you re-injected passion back into the business because sometimes it's just you get a lull, you get complacent, you get um, bored, you get hope, like the hope is gone, and then you kind of re-inject that energy back in and they take that and run with it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of the businesses that I went into, they were in such um, bad shape, Mm -hmm. especially financially. Mm -hmm that when things become that dire, you become scared mm-hmm. and you're paralyzed. Yeah, you're and paralyzed. And some people and you would can't prefer make a move. to just keep doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Even though they know it's the wrong thing and it's not working for them, they just keep doing it over and over again mm-hmm. as opposed to changing because that's so hard. Yeah. So I kind of came in and, and broke through that fear barrier or mm-hmm. pushed them through the fear barrier, mm-hmm. which yes reinvigorated them and yeah. and got them reengaged and yeah. motivated and the but the challenges with this um with what you're doing now with um working with families is you have a longer time period that you're with them and now you're dealing with the, the emotions behind it so that's that's a new challenge for you it's definitely much more emotional i mean yeah. it was emotional before um, but it's but in a different way mm-hmm. because this is family you can't separate the two no. Right. There's no there's, there's no, no separation, separation because it's family. So it's definitely higher emotion. Um, yes. That, yeah. that was on me yeah. as well because I could also feel it. And I think that the viewer will see that as well. I'm excited for the viewers to check this out. Um, so, you know, you're a woman of many hats. So what's what's your goal now for the future for you? Like you're you've got this great show. It's going to do to be success. What's next for Tabitha? Well, hopefully more of the same. Yeah. You know, I, I love working with businesses. I've realized that I will never I will never not be in the hairdressing industry because that's my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very active within the hair community. I'm very active with hairdressers. That is really my mm-hmm. passion because mm-hmm. I am a hairdresser and I understand the business so well. So that's a big involvement. I'm also a business and life coach. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've really enjoyed that transition mm-hmm. um, and I've enjoyed I do a lot of motivational speaking mm-hmm. I do a lot of corporate speaking I do a lot of private coaching one-on-one either with businesses or mm-hmm. a business owner mm-hmm. and their staff mm-hmm. but also people that don't own a business yet but really just have some breakthroughs that they want and have someone yeah. to hold them accountable and that has been enjoyable for me yeah. I really I enjoy it. It's a different it's a different muscle that I guess I always yeah. had, but now I'm getting to flex it a lot yeah. more. So I've loved kind of building building that portion of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. How does somebody get in touch with you? They want private coaching. Uh, through my website. Through it's website. me on social media. So mm-hmm. it's me on social media. Mm-hmm. It is me on my website. Um, I, I'll be really honest. I haven't promoted it a lot mm-hmm. uh, because I've had people reach out to me. Yeah. Or I've just I've been at events and people have talked about it and I've mm-hmm. said yes I do coaching mm-hmm. um, and I'm a certified coach and I've gone through all the training so here are the skills that I have and kind of work through it that way. I have some online things if people are interested. Just check out my website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being updated at the moment so not everything is on there and I'm Mickey. being totally honest. Mm-hmm. I've been a little busy and I'm working on things. A lot busy. <laughs> but I have some great online content coming up that there are some online classes if you don't feel that you want a one-on-one coach, Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine as well. There's some great online coaching that I'll have available to you as well, Mm -hmm. some different classes that I'm doing 
that are really excited and I think people will love. I mean, and you're a wealth of knowledge and your experience can teach so many people, um, you know, how to kind of go about the right path um, if they're trying to get a business going as well as um, just life events and things. You know, there's some great tips that you can give people. Great advice. I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things that we can all do and pay it forward is we all have our skill Mm -hmm. Um, and we have it in business. We have it personally as well. And Mm -hmm. I've always tried to be really honest about a lot of the things that I've gone through both professionally and personally in just the help of helping other people yeah you know and I think when you share that um, especially as women but to everyone when you share what you've gone through and the way you've got through it Mm -hmm. and what's kind of gotten you through it can help other people that maybe are having a tough time Mm -hmm. aren't sure which way to go and maybe don't have the guidance so yeah. I think it's important I mean it's it's great it's wonderful to have you back on I'm excited for this show it's gonna be a lot of the Tabitha that we know the energy the the command the the humor and the empathy but then you get to see the stories of these amazing families that you're helping which is great so it's a relative success with Tabitha she's back on Bravo and um, people can keep up with you on your social media by following you at can you tell people your uh, Tabitha Coffee on Instagram, Tabitha Coffee on Facebook, Twitter, everything, and TabithaCoffee.com. Got it. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks it was really fun to talk to you. chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 